friendship is. We live? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Al. Hey, let's like we're back. <laughs> I was trying to give it a second of silence. Oh, so you can cut it. Oh, man, so technical. Cut it? Cut the silence? Tec- you know, I actually need the silence so that I, when I edit out the white noise, it has like an undisrupted patch of white noise um, for it to like filter out of the rest of the... It's a little sense. science you don't understand, Jason. Yeah, I don't understand anything. So How does this chair go up or down? Like, I'm sitting in this office chair, and it's got these levers. Yeah, pipes and pulleys. Don't, I don't know what's... I mean, is there a mouse in there? It's like, shit, he wants to go up. Raise the chair up. So, I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. Pipes and pulleys. Pipes and pulleys, Jason. <clears throat> well, actually, if you know, if you weren't sitting on it, and you pulled the lever, and the chair goes up, right? Yeah. And it's because the gravity of the sun and the moon combined pull the chair upwards. Sun and the moon, right. What if it's uh, nighttime and the sun's on the opposite side of the earth? That's why you work during the day. That's why office hours are 9 to 5. Problem solved. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to give this whole spiel about the moon. You know how they say say that, um, like... our modern understanding of physics can't explain why bicycles stand upright when you ride them? No. You don't know that? No. I've not heard that before. You've never heard that? We've had this conversation. Pixar didn't happen. All right. Well, it's a bad time to tell you. I record all of our conversations. (laughs) Wouldn't that just be great? It would solve so many (laughs) debates. Yeah. Actually... (laughs) <laughs> yes jason it would solve a lot of things yeah but uh yeah no well okay so I'll, I'll just fill you in real quick literally and honestly modern science doesn't have like an explanation that they can put to paper about why bicycles stay upright when you ride them okay like the physics behind bicycles are not really explainable by our understanding you know, and you can say, well, it's the centripetal force or whatever, or the centrifugal force. Well, and then one of those forces doesn't really exist. Have you ever heard that? Like, I don't know. I don't think it's centrifugal because that's a real thing. But I think centripetal. Centripetal force, like, isn't a real thing, really? I've never heard of it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. This whole thing about bikes? Don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, you haven't heard about it. But you've heard of centripetal force? No. Like... Okay. I that was a word that I heard a lot. When I, what? Centripetal? Is that what it is? No, I'm asking you what you said. Centripetal? Centripetal? Yeah. Is that like uh medicine you take at night? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You're so <laughs> dumb. Okay. Well, rest assured, this is why I'm trying to explain to you that they're like bicycles. Yeah, there's no r- real explanation for them. Um Okay. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm just taking your word on this. That's fine. I can show you an article. If you no, 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 no. I believe you. Yeah. Well, I was in the same thing. Like Cody used to uh, tell me this all the time, and I'm like, really? Like they don't have. There's a few things that are like everyday to us that don't really have scientific explanations. Or well, the least... bicycle force standing upright does seem like a weird one. They wouldn't have an explanation for. Doesn't but... it? Because it's everyday, dude. Like what's crazy? Well, then it just seems physics or something, you know. Mm. Right? You would think like basic physics, like. But here's what I wonder: like, did the Wright brothers have the grasp of the physics that were occurring when they built planes? Definitely not. Because so if they didn't, they just then, had observation skills. And they're like this seems right, like to... MythBusters style. Sure. Yeah. Like MythBusters science. So, yeah, I would agree with you on that, right? But then, obviously, it didn't take very long for scientists to be like, oh, here's why that works. And I bet you that they had probably, like, most scientists already probably did have a grasp of how to generate lift. You know. So we're saying we understand an airplane, but not a bicycle? Yeah. Like, I'm saying it's it's the weirdest thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe our one listener, Bob, can fill us in on this. Here. Do you want to go to newstatesman.com, explainthatstuff.com, observation deck, cracked, 
Eight simple questions you won't believe science can't answer. How about that? On Cracked. Would you believe Cracked? Yeah, dude, I, I already said I'd believe you. Well, here, I'm going to read you eight things that you won't believe science can't answer. Why we sleep. Science doesn't know why we sleep. Huh. But, I don't know. That just makes sense, though. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of stuff that just, like, seem to make sense. Because, like, we've had bicycles for, what, like, 200 years? Gotta be longer, right? And I bet you it was obvious even before that, when we had a wheel, that if you rolled a wheel, if you gave it enough force, it would stay upright. Right? Like, it's not like a bicycle, you know, the thing is, if it's sitting there, it won't stay upright. But if it's moving, it stays upright. That's how they work. Yeah. Right? Like a coin. You can flick a coin across, and it'll roll and roll and roll. But eventually it's going to fall over when, when the force, you know, deteriorates enough that gravity pulls it down as opposed to the force pushing it. You know, so when gravity is stronger than the force pushing it, it's going to fall. See, and that's what I would say, right? But, <clears throat> I mean, phys like, here's the thing. Like, scientists and physicists have put instruments to this, have applied equations to this, then on paper, they don't have any idea why it works. See, and I kept saying that too, and, and when Cody first told me about this, he's like, dude, no, no, like, you don't understand. I know that you can sit here and you can think that you're, you're a couch scientist or a garage scientist, <laughs> and you can just reason it out, but scientists put numbers to it that don't work. They don't explain it. We don't know why ice is slippery, apparently. What? It's like constantly sweating. Yeah, oh. that's what I would assume. <laughs> We don't know why it is that you can ski on ice but not on boulders? That seems really dumb. <laughs> the article says, although at this point most of you are probably screaming, it's water, stupid, and that's much or less the answer that scientists have concluded. <laughs> <laughs> I know some scientists out there is really like, this is what we're analyzing today? I'm, I'm going home. Problem, problem solved. It's water, you idiots. Taking the day off. Well, when you ice skate, the pressure of the blade actually, like, I know that there's science to this, like, the pressure of the blade turns the ice into water, which is how it, like, slides. That makes sense, yeah. Well, that and, like, not even just the the difference in pressure there, but also in temperature. Like, you've got a, a hotter item touching a colder item. That's probably going to do something, maybe. Maybe not as much. I suppose skates get really cold at some point, especially ice skates. Yeah. Um they're going to be pretty cold, but still the friction. It'll warm them up a little. And I don't know. I'd have to figure out why. I'd have to read more about that. But here it is. Number five, how a bicycle works. Crack says, bicycles have been around since the early 19th century. It's basically, design has actually changed relatively little. You always had Wait, two wheels. Then? 19th century. Early 19th oh. century. Okay. Sure. 200 years or so. Yeah. You always had two wheels, a frame to connect them, a handlebar for steering, and required a person completely devoid of shame to ride on it, says Cracked. You'd think that the guy who had invented the damn thing knew what he was doing, but after more than a century of research, science, science has been forced to conclude that he was probably some kind of sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> the first bicycles were invented not through any kind of scientific procedure, but by dumb old trial and error. Even modern bike, bike design schools admit that it's not engineering or computer knowledge that makes a good bike engineer, but instead intuition and experience. Hmm. So what happens when you ask scientists exactly what makes a bicycle stable? Uh, they'll nervously tell you that they have cookies in the oven and run out on you. Or if they're honest, they'll give you a pretty big shrug. In fact, top bike, uh, bike researchers admit that even though some people have come up with equations on how to ride a bike or how they think bikes work, those equations are pretty much fancy icing on top of a cake of cluelessness. Um, one Cornell researcher says that absolutely nobody has ever come to an intuitive understanding of what makes a bicycle do its thing. Scientists assume that the gyroscopic effect... Uh, the force that keeps a spinning top from falling over was the key for a bike's balance. But nope, in the 70s, a scientist discovered, uh, a, a scientist disproved that theory. Hmm. Uh, scientists thought that the principal factor of the bike's stability was something called the caster effect, or trail. Uh, something to do with the front wheel's angle from the frame. Just this year, top bikeologists formed an angry scientific mob, torched the pitchfork, uh, uh, excuse me, and torched and pitchforked 
that theory as well. They did this by building a goofy-looking bike that has no gyroscopic effect and no trail, but manages to stay upright nonetheless. Uh, they're back at square one. Yeah, that's all it says. They have no fucking clue. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, I remember, though, the whole point of this, because we were talking about the sun and the moon, I, I remember asking <laughs> Cody one time, I was like, do you think the scientists factor in, like, gravitational pull from, like, celestial bodies? And he just, like, looked at me, and he was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> and I was like, no, like, earnestly, like, the moon moves entire oceans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, could it help a bike stay upright? <laughs> I don't know. This is when you guys were talking about bikes? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We always had these like kooky ass So if we lost Jupiter, we probably couldn't ride a bike anymore. That's what I was trying to imply. I was like, is it just the number of sunspots? Is it the sun? Is it, is it like the right angle of like Jupiter and Saturn? Like, is it the moon? Is it, you know, and he's like, you're an idiot. I'm sure physicists have applied that, those numbers. And I was like, have they? <laughs> I think that. Huh. I don't know. It'd be weird though because you'd you'd think then you'd see some variance. Oh shit! I fell off my bike. My bike. My bike today. I can't ride. Well, why not? Oh, fucking Jupiter! <laughs> it's in the wrong quadrant. <laughs> well, I was telling uh, John in one of our last episodes of um, Cinnaman that hasn't been posted yet. It's like back in the day when people would die and they had no clue why, and they like they would attribute it to astrological reasons, they would, on their death certificate, put death by planets. Yeah, that was murderers being like, I don't know how he died. <laughs> I'm sure, though, that it was more than that, because there was, like, more than just a few incidences. <laughs> the moon did it. <laughs> well, where were you? It doesn't matter where I was. He, the, the moon killed him. I don't need an alibi. We probably already talked about that, didn't we? Astrology. Yeah, because I told I you about so. like when mom sent me, didn't I? No. Nah. Maybe I just told. I must have told Kane this then. Nah. Uh, yeah, it's funny because we were we did an episode of Cinnamon while listening to Coast to Coast, the radio program. You familiar? Nah. It's uh, the most popular radio program in the world. Probably it takes place. That's uh, probably why I haven't heard of it. I only listen to the underground stuff. Yeah. Well, this shit's legit, dude. It takes place on our time. It's uh, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. It's a four-hour show. Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's a four-hour show on Paranormal and just, like, weird stuff like that. And we were listening to it, and a caller called in because it was a free, uh, free-for-all Friday or whatever they do when they just invite call Oh, Wild Card Friday or whatever. They just keep the Wild Card lines open and people call in to talk about whatever. And this guy was like, George... How important is astrology to you in dating? And he said, like, probably, like, a 6 or a 7 out of 10. For dating? Yeah. Oh, okay. For, like, you know. Signs and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and I started asking John. I was like, how about you? And he goes, yeah, it's not important at all. At all. He's like, I don't know anything about astrology. I was like, you don't know your own sign? And he goes, no. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm pretty sure you're a Pisces. And he was. So we went through and we, like, looked at his, like, birth horoscope and all this stuff. And uh, it was absolutely dead wrong. Everything about him was completely wrong on his horoscope. Mm -hmm. It was so weird. Then we went and looked at mine, and everything was right. Like, it was so weird. My lucky colors were my wedding colors. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which was like, that was, because that was like at the bottom of the list. It was like, your lucky numbers. And I looked at those. I was like, well, one of those is like my favorite number. And... And then I kept going down, and then it was like, you're lucky colors. And I was, what the fuck? How could they possibly have... I was like, there's something here, because these are my wedding colors. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like... You know, it's weird that everything else matched up, but the fact that I had the colors right, like, I don't know, that was just weird. Just so weird. But it literally nailed everything about me. And then, to top it off, I showed John... Like, one time Mom sent me my horoscope... Uh, it was the day I, it was so weird too, because it was the day I uh, put in my notice at Sportsman's and did stand-up comedy for the first time. And for whatever reason, she just like on Facebook sent me my horoscope for that day. And uh, my birth planet is Jupiter. Uh, and Jupiter was like in transit of the moon, like, and it was the full moon on that day or whatever. 
and literally my horoscope was basically like, um, basically like, you're going to quit a job and you're going to try something like crazy and new. Like, that's what it boiled down to. And I was like, what? <laughs> How could it possibly know this? Like, and it wasn't vague, like, you're right. going to spice up your life. It literally said, like, you're going to quit a job <laughs> and try something crazy and new. Wow. Yeah. That's what I hate is that is there's some, like, fake ones out there that are totally just like, we're going to post all this vague stuff that could apply to anyone and just put that on every month. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, if you use the, if you have the right information, you know, because the horoscopes that they put out every day in the newspaper, like, those are just really vague. Yeah. But if you do your horoscope with, like, your birthday, like, your actual birth date, your time, and, like, you have information about, like, you know, stuff like the moon, you know, all this stuff, like, my birth date and year, like, my dominating planet and my in my astrology, is Jupiter. But someone else born on December 14th could have a different planet. I like, see. you know. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. There's so much to it. Huh. Mom has a book on it, and I, like, was, like, looking through it one time. Well, she, yeah, she's really into that stuff. Yeah, she she's, got, like, she's got, like, some weird sixth sense. Yeah, it is kind of bizarre. Um, but, yeah, it's w the amount of information, because you can really zero in on stuff. And the more information you have when doing your horoscope, the more accurate you can make your horoscope for that day. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Because the ones that they put in the newspaper <clears throat> are just general. Which that sucks, because those are just misleading then. They should just, like, have links to the real deal. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Do you want to do this? No, thanks though. Got pretty full. But yeah, anyway. It was interesting though, it made me wonder because since mine was so accurate, I was like, John, are you sure this is your birthday? Like, because he was born on March 12th. And I was like, you sure maybe you weren't born on March 13th, but your like family was superstitious? And they're like, no, he, he was born on the 12th, not the 13th. That's an unlucky number. Huh, maybe. I almost thought about, like, checking, like, adjacent birth dates just to see, <laughs> like, if it lined up a little better. Because I was like, there's no doubt about it. Like, I feel like, I feel like his personality is pretty Pisces, but <clears throat> nothing matched, like, his birth date horoscope. It was so weird. So how do you find, like, the real accurate ones, then? You have to put I don't know. I mean, this, I just happened to find a, a website that, you know, like, I did, I did... Yeah, I don't remember the exact website I did. I can try and find it real quick. Well, I'll put in my birth year and everything. Let's see. So it does it does list the year as, Here. as being an important thing. I put... <clears throat> here's what I did. Zodiac. I went to sunsigns.org. That's what I went Sun to. Signs. Okay, I'll try that too. Sunsigns.org. Yeah, because this one is listing, like, the birth year, uh, 82, as, as a relevant piece of information. Oh, yeah. It's really important. You need to know where the planets uh, were. Sun signs. Getting... Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, oh. Astrology. Horoscope. Okay. You're going to want to go to astrology at the top, probably. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, Zodiac. Zodiac. Okay. You clicked on astrology. Open up the... Yep, Zodiac or planets and signs? Let's go Zodiac. Uh, jeez, there's a lot of things here. How about just type in the Google <laughs> search bar, put Zodiac okay. December 26th. That's how I found sunsigns.org. Zodiac? Well, that's that's what I did here. Is that, I put, uh, oh, I see you're saying Zodiac. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's see if it gives you sun so signs. Got the horoscope. Dot. See, see. Uh, well, you didn't type anything I told you to type. I in. did. <laughs> Open up a new search window or whatever and type Zodiac. I got Zodiac right here. Doesn't matter. You, you spelt it, it wrong too. God. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's not bringing up Look, some signs. Order of words does matter to Google. No, it doesn't. Watch. Same search results. I'm going to move this to the beginning. Oh, good lord! I'm just going to go. I'm going to go to it for you. Watch. Oh, 
Same results in the same yeah, order. You didn't write what I told you to write. What did you say? Zodiac? <laughs> December 26th. Take out the year? Yeah. Fine. There you go. Got famous birthdays, entertainment house stuff. Okay, go to sun, sun signs. signs. Jesus. <laughs> but where do I put in my year now? I don't know. It's just general. I don't want general. Fine, go to the year one, you fucker. I just wanted to see what this one said. Without the year? God, you're really Wait. living up to being a Capricorn, you piece of shit. Yeah, says I'm honest and resourceful. And full of and funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want more specific. Go to the other one, then. I hope you kept it open like you were supposed to. No, you said close it. God, why don't you keep windows open? Hey, it's right here. God, you're <clears throat> Okay, so this one has my ear, too, so let's see. Um, so, let's see, Decipher, yeah, Capricorn, go, my life path number is a four, it's, what does that mean? It's a numerology, I don't know anything about it. The polarity of the sign is negative, and its main characteristics are quite unfailing and discreet, while it is feminine sign, what a bitch, feminine sign, you don't care. Element linked to the sign is the earth. Tendency to often think in absolutes. Hey, that sounds like you. Is it though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Preferring to independently build up argumentation. Oh my god, they looking at your Facebook profile. <laughs> Wait, able to recognize complexities and major problems in life. Yeah. That's a good one too. I don't know if I think of things in absolutes. Uh, but you do. Like, I'm not saying they're black and white, really. Uh, provide an example. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking, like, black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even, like, or even like Yoda's, like, do or do not, you know. I just mean, like, I think that you know that... The, like, the, I guess what I'm thinking is, like, you obviously... You know, you're studying law, and the law, of course, there's a lot of gray area, but there is definitely things that are <clears throat> against the law, and there are definitely things that are in line with the law. There's not really a middle ground on certain things. I don't know. A lot of the law is just interpretation. Yeah, exactly. But... And I get that, the, I get that, like, that obviously, like, the laws are sort of like a, I don't want to say a breathing thing, because they're not, but, like, an example that I often give about, like, unpopular opinion is something we talked about once, about the idea that a lawyer has to represent their client to the best of his abilities, even if that includes, you know, the fact that it's like, an attorney might know that their client murdered someone, and they know where the bodies are. But now, in order to represent his client to the best, he might have to barter that to get a lesser sentence or whatever, you know, for his client. <clears throat> right? Sure. So, yeah, that's like an unpopular opinion that is sort of like an absolute thing. <clears throat> but you don't let your you don't let your opinion of the matter dictate what you it's like yeah legally that's the correct way to do it ethically that's the correct way to do it maybe morally it's not necessarily the right thing but if you're going by just the laws I see. and how they are like yeah a lawyer might have to assist a murderer get a better sentencing right yeah because that's his job and yeah, he he's has to advocating yeah, yeah. He, he can't even say anything yeah you know, that's an absolute, I guess, that I was thinking of. Like, that's, you know, there's no middle ground on that. Sure, sure. That one's really vague. So that, whatever, kind of why did one. we stop there? I don't know. Referring to independently build up argumentation, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's like straight off your Facebook. I swear to God, that was probably like in my space. They were like, quote. oh shit, let's see, let's, okay. He, he's Googling... His birthday, let's see, let's go ahead and Google Facebook for this birthday and pull from people that are born on that day. And then, yeah, they pulled it from my Facebook. <laughs> uh, let's, let's see, see. The modality linked to Capricorn is cardinal. In general, an individual born under this modality is characterized by preferring action rather than planning. It's uh, not very you. Yeah, You're Energetic. Yeah. Takes initiative very often. 
I don't know about these. Yeah. Well, preferring to independently build up argument. <laughs> so one out of one out of five or six. Eight. It's a very good match between Virgo, Scorpio, Pisces, and Taurus. What is Lex? Do you know? Uh, is she a Pisces? I don't know what she is. Ah, she's fe early February, so not a Pisces. <clears throat> she's a uh, oh Aquarius. How about that? God, no. she would be, wouldn't she? <laughs> <laughs> so she's not listed on here. Well, that's fine. I didn't. I don't think my match is wrong there either. Well, I mean, she's not my least compatible either, so that's good. <laughs> well, you got a problem with the Ram, though. Let's see. Which Birthday that? Aries. Aries, yeah. Uh, well, I'm a goat, so I hate Rams. Uh, yeah, that's your Chinese zodiac. Plus, what are you talking about? Oh, is Capricorn a goat? Yeah. What the fuck? How did I not know that? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I thought Capricorn was a unicorn. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like how Sagittarius is is like often depicted as like a centaur, but really Sagittarius is just an archer. Oh, I guess I didn't know either. Let's see. Horoscope personality description. Okay, shirts. I'm reasonable. reasonable. Five stars. Yeah, he's reasonable. maxed out on reasonable. I think I am pretty reasonable. You are, I'd say. I mean, conventional. You, yeah, you're conventional. Mature, pretty mature. Tough. Blunt. Yeah, it's a yeah, high one. Flexible. You're not that flexible. Able? Yeah, definitely not able. Wait, I'm not able. Not able for what? Yeah, That's I don't know. Bullshit. I'm not very flexible. What else? Carry? Oof. Yeah, well, that's yeah, pretty low. Right. That's true. I have a hard time being a carry. <laughs> genuine? I have a hard time being genuine, I guess. Well, no, that's no, not true. No, that's probably a little genuine, wrong. Actually. Yeah. Because Fashionable? I okay, that's not three out of five. That's kind of true. I feel like I... This is kind of you. I don't know. You have little love and luck, Jason. Luck in love. I'm right in the middle for godly. <laughs> Why is that even a trait? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I still don't get able. Able for what? <laughs> I don't know, but you don't have it. <laughs> That's your least descriptive factor. Uh, let's see, though. Money? Hey, you have great luck in money. Kind of, I, that might be, I don't know. Maybe you're just good with money. I'm health? not good with money. Uh -oh. I inherited that from mom. Your health is done. Shit, no luck with health? You're fucked. I'm never sick. <laughs> Very lucky with family, yeah, I could agree with that. Friendship's quite lucky, sure. That's yeah, middle. Well, I, I see, you're reading the descriptor. Yeah. <sighs> Let's see, what's this other stuff say? That's all health stuff. Uh-oh. Uh you're going to get spondylosis. Shit. Dental abscess? Scoliosis? Arthritis? I better get insurance now. The associated zodiac animal for my exact birth date is the dog? That's Chinese. <clears throat> oh, Chinese connotations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which dogs? Are, I, I was reading the zodiac thing at the... Gilbert Chinese House. restaurant? <laughs> no, the, the Gilbert House has a thing up in their little Chinese room. Yeah. Uh, and they had the dog, and it said kind of the same stuff, like loyal, honest, that kind of stuff. Oh, the dog symbol has yang water. This link element. Maybe that's why I like water so much. And Maybe. Like What's Yang water, though? Fuck. I don't know. Lucky numbers, three, four, nine. Well, one, six, and seven are considered unfortunate numbers. That's weird. Uh, the Chinese sign has red, green, and purple. I don't know if that matters. Where'd you get your, like, lucky color thing from? On this page. Oh, no. no. I was on the sun you sign, on the you sun piece sign. of shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I can't figure it out on the sun sign. Oh, yeah, I went there and it was bullshit. It wasn't bullshit. Okay, fine. Who's goat shit? Sun sign. Jesus, you even spelled zodiac wrong. <laughs> you like the worst. <laughs> and it's not going to bring it up. Sunsigns.org, November 26th. <laughs> what the fuck? What is it? What the hell? Yours isn't even on there because you never type what I tell you to type. Yes. Just I delete. Do. Oh god, I hate you. Delete this part. The year. I'm just gonna. You know what? I'm just gonna look it up for you because he's. <laughs> there you go. Sun sign. There you go. 
Yeah, I'll go to it. Never met anyone who's so incapable of typing exactly yeah, look, what you write. I am able not. No resemblance <laughs> of being able. Wow, it really comes into shit. focus now. Uh, okay, fine. Here we go. But this doesn't have my years, so I don't get the point. How is this specific? I don't you know. Said, There's fucking huge paragraphs. You said you need to line up the, the planet, your birth planet, and all this other stuff. There, there's your lucky number right there. But this is just... Okay, colors, indigo and gray. This color of magic and psychic powers, nobility, wisdom, and prosperity. Gray is the color that stands for silence, dignity, softness, and neutral attitude. Hmm. Hey, Saturday's your lucky day. This day is ruled by Saturn. Your birthday tarot card is strength. Seagoat! That's what the Capricorn is. The fuck? Your ruling planet, Saturn. Seagoat? <clears throat> Saturn, where does it say that? Oh, right there. This is right here. Oh, the Chinese zodiac sign. Ox? What? <sighs> oh, because that's based on day, not year. <sighs> just got a text. Apparently there's a shooting in Tennessee just now. Five dead. Who just texted you that? Bailey. Uh, God, why are there so many shootings? No idea. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's been the Zodiac episode, apparently, of Indie Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, this is going to be a great one. <laughs> you should just go back and edit and be like, disclaimer, you probably fast-forward 30 minutes. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I, find the, I find astrology and all that stuff really fascinating. Because even if you don't believe in it or whatever... It's still interesting, the fact that people, like, have this weird science that they derive from the stars and their meanings. It is like a weird gray area. Not gray area. It's a weird mix between science and spiritual beliefs and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting because... Um, I don't know, there's definitely, like, a lot of, like, weird things out there that I feel like... See, it's weird to me, like, Western medicine and, like, science is always kind of bizarre to me because it's, like, for instance, uh, a lot of people, like, shun you if you have, like, any sort of, like, positive outlook on, like, alternative medicine or stuff like that. But it's weird because it's, like, the numbers, like, I mean, maybe the numbers I've seen are skewed, but it's, but it's, uh, a lot of the times... It looks as though, like, sometimes alternative medicine works. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, uh, this isn't necessarily alternative medicine, but there's a guy who claims to have re uh, completely reversed his brain cancer just by changing his diet. He had, like, stage four brain cancer and was given six months to live. And he, and he was, like, pursuing his PhD in nutrition. And he found out all this stuff about nutrition that seemed to conflict with, like, people's ideas of, like, what eating healthy was and what how cancer is caused in the body, and he adjusted his diet to where he quit feeling sick all the time, and it's, like, pretty much extended his lifespan, like, indefinitely. Not indefinitely, mm -hmm. but as far as, like, the cancer is concerned. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but if it is, that's fascinating. You know, and, uh... Um... Shit, what was I going to say about... Oh, yeah, but it's weird to me because it's, like, a lot of, like, getting medicine passed by the FDA and all this stuff is that it has to, like, perform better than the placebo, which, have you read about this placebo effect thing? Like, over the last dozen years or so, like, the placebo is becoming harder and harder to pass. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's becoming harder to beat the placebo in trials. It's funny. Isn't that... Like, just, yeah. A sugar pill is what outperforming... A, what a freaking waste of, like, all this money. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm never... I'm not a fan of, like, the pharmaceutical industry, because it's so weird. Well, certainly in America, any company in America you need to be wary of. Yeah. they have different motivations. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that it's, like, it's, it's just bizarre to me that... <clears throat> it's literally becoming harder and harder to beat a pill that does nothing to you with a real pill. Yeah. 
And then we have such skepticism towards, like, what we would consider, like, Eastern medicine or alternative medicine or, like, naturopathy, naturopathological medicine or whatever the fuck it's called. You know, um, it's just it's just bizarre in that sense. And I've always thought that there's something to, like, the Eastern ideas of, like, energy, like the yin and the yang, oh, like yeah. the feng shui. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's really hard to deny when... You go home to a house that's a complete shit mess storm, you know, and then you feel like shit, right? Yeah. Like, you go home to a house that's a mess and you feel like shit. You go home to a house that's cluttered and you feel like shit. You, but you go to work or you go to a house that's picked up and clean and maybe you stay there for a day or two, you work for a week or whatever. And if you feel good going in there because you know where everything is and you know how the layout is and you can move your feet and you can you can walk without having to step over piles of things and you don't trip over stuff when you try to use the bathroom and all this stuff, right? And you feel good about it. So maybe you go home and you clean your house and you feel good about it. Like, even that, to me, is just feng shui. Like, <clears throat> I'm not sure how much science there is generally with, like, the having your house arranged in such a way that like the morning energy from the sunlight can flow through your house and make a nice whirlpool and flow back out in another way. Like maybe, maybe not. I'm sure there's definitely an aesthetic appeal to it. And I'm sure that there's, you're going to feel better if you have a house that's arranged nicely and, and you have 13 tables and 13 lights and 13 of all these things to, you know, for, to block negative magical energies that are spaced yeah. randomly throughout the whole place. Exactly. Yeah, to dissipate energy, yeah. yeah. And you've got neutral grounds. Yep. And you open up a bar. You should, if you got that, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but see, even that, like, to me, I don't know, it's just weird, like... No, I believe in all that kind of, like, energy stuff, and especially, like, I mean, just... And so much to do with just your perspective, and, like... Uh, like how you feel about something, you know, yeah. like the whole self-fulfilling prophecy stuff. Yeah. Like, do you think something's going to be shitty? It's going to end up being shitty. Yeah. I've always said it's, it's always mind over matter. It's all, I went to this weird camp for Boy Scouts when I was like 16 years old and it sucked because I was the oldest one in the entire camp. Normally you go right when you join Boy Scouts. I had been in Boy Scouts for four years at this point. And so everyone was like 12, 13, 14, and I was 16. And it was just this weird thing. And what they told us right at the very beginning was like, guess what? None of your friends are here to judge you. None of your family's here to judge you. So you can just be yourself. Go with the flow. Obviously, you can't be a salmon who swims upstream all the fucking time. So just go with the flow and let your, your predispositions about this stuff go and have fun. Focus on having fun and you will. We were singing fucking songs all week long. Like, it's so weird to think like, because everyone does sort of have those like predispositions. Well, I gotta act this way in front of my family. Or I gotta act this way in front of my friends. But then you go to a place where your friends and family are not, and you focus on having fun. Anything can be fun in that. So, like cooking dinner, cleaning up after dinner. We had fun the whole week, just you know from this attitude thing. And I always tell people like, you know, as going back to the feng shui thing, like people who don't believe in feng shui or whatever. Not that I'm saying that it's a real scientific fact that feng shui is real, but to people who don't believe in feng shui, like I said to you, how do you feel when your house is a fucking disaster? How do you feel when your house is picked up and clean? You feel good when your house is clean. You feel bad when your house is dirty. And like you said, it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy in that aspect, but I mean, I'm sure there are people who feel great about going home to their houses and there's cat shit everywhere or there's dog piss in the corner or you cover up your dog vomit with a blanket and leave it there for three weeks or whatever. I'm sure maybe there's people who live fine in that way. But not a lot of people do. It's mentally taxing, right? Like having to put your shoes on before you go to the bathroom. That right there is proof to me that their feng shui has some merit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it does. Uh, I think there's a lot of energies that play roles in how we feel and how we are. So yeah, it makes sense uh, if we're tying it back to physical health that it's going to have uh, going to have influence over over our physical health as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if there's a science that proves that like more sunspots than usual makes people behave differently or like <clears throat> there's even like a scientific correlation between people's behavior and the full moon, right? Oh yeah. Like why can't there be 
these things in and of themselves probably have something to do with this mystical energy that people talk about when they're talking about the flow and feng shui and positive and negative and yin and yang and all this bullshit. Hey, we're right? supposed to figure out all this invisible shit. We can't even figure out how a bike stays up. Exactly. <laughs> like, we don't know why a bike stands up and you're going to tell me feng shui isn't real. Not that I'm saying it is, but like, there's merit to it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Bailey made fun of me one time because we were at Goodwill and I found this like thick volume on uh, on feng shui and yin and yang energy in your house. Uh-huh. And, and I read it like, in it. yeah, I mean, I've always been interested in that sort of stuff. And she made fun of me. She's like, really? Really? Yeah. And, you know, of course, I'm like, well, great. Front door's facing the wrong direction. <laughs> 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 Go home, get the drill out. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, no, but it is interesting because I, I've always felt more, like, creatively inspired in, like, certain places. Like, for, ex- like, uh, like for example, like my dad's house in Mount Angel. The the front of the house is facing east, so it gets the rising sun, and it gets the setting sun in the back, and it has a big window in front where the sun can pour in and all this stuff, and 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 the morning sun is like a sign of like rejuvenating energies, right? Like just like Dresden, like sometimes the spell that you leave out overnight can't last the sunrise because it it's like a dis, a giant dispel basically. Yeah. And so you have all these rejuvenating energies, and I always felt really creatively and positively inspired drinking coffee in that living room by that window when the sun's coming up and it's not cloudy. Mm. Maybe that's just because the sun or whatever, but there's still something to be said about the positioning and the way things were. Same thing with the afternoon light at night. It comes through the trees, and you get that, like, I don't know what a feng shuiist would call, like, purification coming down through the trees, mm-hmm. and it goes through your window, and you get that nice golden some light. filter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So does the front have some effect to that? Because ours, our house is situated the opposite. Sun rises and shines through our back, you know, door and window. Really? And That's facing east? Yeah. Oh, wow. I always thought that your house faced north to south. Uh, let's see. Well, it's because I've never looked at it on a map. I just I've always assumed. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think it does kind of face. But you would get afternoon. But the sun, yeah, still. I mean, you're still going to get light coming in behind your house either way. But the sun sets in front of your house? Yeah. Not like in front, in front. It's off to the side. Like to the left? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. But see, that's not, I don't know. You also have, like, stuff in the way, I guess. I don't know. What was your question? (laughs) Oh, you were talking about the sun shining through the windows in the morning. And I'm like, well, it does that at our house. But it's the back of our house where it comes through, not the front. (sighs) Yeah, ideally, I think you'd want it to come through the front. I knew it was fucked up, that damn house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this is ideally, but like a true feng shuiist would probably tell you that there's a way that you can arrange your living space so that the energies flow freely. Like you, what you don't want is the it's energy yeah. flowing into the house and getting caught and forming like stagnant pools. Like you want it to be able to flow in and out. Yeah, because otherwise you just get funked. You don't get the shui. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I always I always think about it in terms of like Dresden when he becomes a lightning rod and kills the toad demon. He says in that first book, I think it's that um, energy enters in through the left hand and it exits through the right hand as a rule. That's why like your left hand is more um, like I think even Quoth says this in Name of the Wind. Like that's why your left hand is smarter than your right. Huh? It, well, not for you. Well, wait, are you right-handed? I mean, I know you like. We're left-handed, but are you right-handed? No. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> ambidextrous people and left-handed people might be the exception to these rules, but... <clears throat> right, pretty well with both. But, yeah. See. Which hand do you primarily write with? My right. Wow, your left hand looks a lot better, though. It's because you have to go slower. <laughs> yeah, you go slower, yeah. Like I, could, I could write really well with my right. I'm just always so lazy. Yeah, you are. It's that able. It's yeah. That no points in able. <laughs> Dude, I know. What the f- that's so vague. Able? <laughs> not, not able? For what? 
not able to give a fuck is what that means. Well, they say that that's like the number one discrimination in the United States is not racism, sexism, or whatever. It's ableism aimed at... Uh, no, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, named at people with special needs or men- uh, physical or mental handicaps. Um, ableism. They say it's the number one discrimination. person won't get a job because maybe they're a little slow or they... Uh, they have like you know like a person with like high functioning autism. If it becomes obvious that they have like a broad spectrum autistic disorder, they might not hire that person yeah. because they're socially awkward. Or if a person has like a weird physical problem for whatever, like they're not going to be hired because they need to be able to do that. You know, and nobody says it, but you know, yeah, nobody, you can't say that. Yeah, but yeah, it comes up. I mean, shoot, just to kind of like doing this interview process has kind of like opened me up a little bit to some of the things that kind of truly get looked at. And it's like, you know, like almost everything does get looked at, you know, you're not supposed to consider all these things, but they are, I mean, because ultimately someone, especially in, in a, in a small business, you know, one one boss, uh, you know, a couple workers, it's like, he's front the bill for everything. So if he hires a lemon, he's kind of, yeah. Well, and it makes sense, you know, and obviously, like, I don't think anyone's going to get totally destroyed if they don't hire someone that, you know, might not be able, quote unquote, because ultimately, like, you can hire who you want to hire, but you just need to make sure that there's obviously, like, precedent and weird things like that, of course. I mean, I've always thought businesses should be able to hire who they want to hire. It's always a little disheartening, like when I got a job and the, and my boss told me that the only reason he hired me was because I put Native American on my resume and he needed to fill a quota. <laughs> yeah. That's a little disheartening. Not saying that that is anything that, like, not disheartening because I'm white and I wouldn't have got that job, but, like, disheartening that, like, that's the world we live in. <laughs> like, I didn't get it based on merit. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be kind of nice when, I don't know if that stuff will ever drop off or everyone's just like, it's just a person, you know, I don't know. Probably not. We'll always find ways to discriminate. That's what people do. (sighs) Even in the future, it's like in this book, this book series I'm reading called The Expanse. Like there's like racial tensions between people who come from the core worlds of our solar system, Earth and Mars, and people who live in the belt and like lighter gravity places. Because they physically look different. After like a couple hundred years out there, the belters are tall and lanky and they can endure space travel a lot better because their bodies recover from like the the high gravity, like, yeah, the high G from thrusting through space and all this stuff. Their bodies recover quicker. While as the core people, they hate that because they can't, every time they travel through space, like they got to take drugs to like resist the high G's. And then they feel like shit for two weeks afterwards. And they and they look different. They're shorter. They're squatter. They're built bulkier. Yeah. It'd be interesting uh, to take someone, you know, uh, you know, uh, maybe I guess start with animals, but, you know, have them grow up on the moon or something or a space station. Yeah. See what they turn out like. We'll get there soon enough. Someday. Yeah, that's true. I mean... Astronauts who are up on the space station for a few months and come back, their bodies will never be the same. The amount of bone loss, that's why they have to exercise two hours a day or more. Hmm. Because your bone density decreases and it will never return to 100%. Your Your muscle density decreases and it'll never return to 100%. I mean... You'll be able to function probably normally, but you'll never be at your, like, peak like you were before you went and lived in space for a few months or however long that is crazy yeah like when i signed up for that nasa experiment when they needed people to be bedridden for uh oh yeah for three months was it 90 days or like 120 days or something they wanted people to be live in a bed for that long and they said like you have to be physically fit because once you're done like we're and we're going to be monitoring you for two weeks when you're done and you're and uh you're going to be your body will never return to normal but that's like, you know, you get paid, you have a job, you have a place to stay for this time, and you're you're contributing to science and space, you know. So that was like the trade-off. Yeah. I didn't get selected, <laughs> unfortunately. I think I would have noticed. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Bailey was like mad at me when she found out I applied to that. I was like, yeah. honey, I'll be making enough money, you can come live in Texas with me for this time. <laughs> like, 
They do allow conjugal visits, I heard. <laughs> but the bedridden, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be so weak, you're going to have to be on top. But, uh... <laughs> oh, this just got awkward. Why? You can't wrap up the podcast with that. Why? <laughs> I, uh, one time, uh, I think me and Kane ended a podcast one time by saying we were talking about Star Wars and somehow like the Star Wars quotes that we were saying became like, uh, you know, they became, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sexual. Yeah. Sexual. But like, you know, I keep wanting to say double entendre, but hmm. they became the word that like, where they're like sexually meaning things. Innuendos. Innuendos. Thank you. Okay. And, uh, and I, I think we ended the episode on me saying, uh, something about like, how I know where I can find an exhaust port that's not even two meters wide or something like that or something. <laughs> and Bailey was sitting in the room and King could not stop laughing. It was like so perfect. I'll have to find that sometime. But, but anyway, I guess we could probably wrap that up. Yeah. Cool. We'll get back to work. Final now. words. Lunch break. Oh, uh, final words. You're now aware of your Zodiac. Well, I knew most of my Zodiac anyway. Well, now you know that you're not able <laughs> yeah, it's gonna really hinder me now. I'm just gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be a self fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I should probably just give up on law school at this point. Probably I'm not able for that. No. Oh, well, at Saturn. least you'll be able to like sue people based on ableism. Dude, hey, Saturn's a cool dominating planet, though. I mean, yeah. it's not the king of planets like Jupiter, but you know, what are you gonna do? It symbolizes how restraint and hard work is needed to be successful. But I'm not able, so. You're not that's, able, that's but you make up for it with, with train and hard work. <laughs> no, no. It doesn't say I have those. It's saying I need those. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, this doesn't say you're not able, right? Yeah, that's just that other dumb website you insisted at looking at. Oh, that's true. Look, my tarot card is strength, confidence, feeling better already. Yep. What the hell? Lucky numbers are two and eight? The other site said, like... Three and four or something, and nine. Yeah, eight was in there, but it had to do with something else. Eight was, Two and eight were in there. You had like four numbers on that other one. Whatever. Anyways, this has been Andy Bros for this week. I'm Rhett. I'm Jason. You can uh, email us at awesomeatairpodcast.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast, or call us at 657-888-3835. You can tweet me at Rhett is awesome. Uh, or you can tweet me at Ted Jetlane, T-E-H. Word. Sandy Bros. Oh.